What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. Welcome to Snap Judgments AEW Edition. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'll be giving my thoughts on this week's AEW Dark and AEW Dynamite. Um, I apologize again uh, for any audio issues with this. I am recording this while at work, so I'm not with my normal setup. But um, but we'll go into uh, everything that happened on this week's AEW TV. Uh, I, of course, don't cover BTE directly because it's not technically AEW, um, uh, but AEW Dark and AEW Dynamite. Before we get into it all, though, I would like to remind everyone that Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So head on over to tatnusco.com to check out all the other shows and spread the love. And don't forget our Tweet to Win contest is going on right now. Just tweet a link to one of our episodes, like this one or any of our other ones. Hashtag Raw and Order WBU. That's hashtag R-A-W-A-N-D-O-R-D-E-R-W-B-U. And you're entered to win one of our new shirts from shops.spreadshirt.com slash Raw and Order WBU. As well as a shirt of your choice from ProWrestlingTees.com. You can enter as often as you like, so spam that tweet button, tweet out a whole bunch of that, get, get the word out on Raw and Order WBU. Getting started with AEW Dark, uh, it was another very short episode with Tony and uh, Tony and Cody on commentary. Uh, they make a decent pair, but to be honest, I can't wait until Taz is back on commentary. Cody's awesome and everything, but I, I would love to let him focus back on the wrestling and business side backstage and let Taz come back to commentary because Taz is awesome. Um, only two matches tonight, starting with local talent Sean Dean being fed to Jimmy Havoc. Much like the Omega match uh, last week, Jimmy Havoc made the local guy look good without ever looking in danger of losing. So it was a short match with Havoc getting the W with the DDT at the end, like it's a package DDT. Good match overall. Havoc looked vicious at times, as he should. So uh, moving on, we had the best friends who have my favorite theme in all of AEW versus more local talent, Lee Johnson and Musa. Uh, the local guys get in a decent amount of offense, but let's be honest here, best friends get the win with the strong zero. Uh, there was really no suspense in this match either. So a fun match, but nothing spectacular. Uh, moving on to Dynamite, we've got Tony back, this time with Jericho on commentary, which is by far the best decision AEW made in these tapings, as Jericho is pure gold on the mic. We knew this beforehand, but it just made even more uh, clear every episode that they have him on commentary. Uh, tonight's card has both of the semifinal matches for the TNT title. Best Friends versus Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc. Brody Lee out to destroy Marco Stunt. One guess as to how that turns out. Uh, Wardlow versus some local guy. Sean Spears in action. And another episode of The Bubbly Bunch. And I didn't get a chance to talk last week about The Bubbly Bunch, but it was awesome. 
and uh, this week's was was a pleasure as well. So we'll get to that in a bit. We kick things off, however, with the first of the semifinal matches, Cody versus Darby Allen. Um, and they literally pulled out all the stops for this match. I mean, Brandy gets taken out with a vicious bump on the outside. Uh, Britt Baker interferes. Cody hits an Arn Anderson gourd buster on Darby. Darby hits a crossroads for two on uh, Cody then tries the figure four and Cody then hits the uh, crossroads also for two. Uh, Cody tries a coffin drop, but Darby gets the knees up. Darby hits his own coffin drop, but Cody rolls through for a pin and the win. Um, it was a fun match overall, but I think the finish could have been a little bit more defined. Uh, maybe having Cody rolling under the coffin drop so it doesn't uh, connect or whatever. Um, it kind of came off as Cody no-selling the move, and so that could have been changed for the better, but uh, in the end, uh, it was still a good match. Good match. Um, next up, we had a short vignette for Scorpio Sky, putting him over as a man on the rise. Good stuff there. Uh, another vignette for MJF. Uh, so the good news is he's recovered from his horrific hangnail injury. But unfortunately, when shaving so that he could come to the show, he suffered a huge setback when he nicked his neck shaving. So now he's on the shelf for another week. Oh, jeez. It was hilarious. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, MJF is, is, is ruling it at, at his heel work right now. So... It was followed by Wardlow manhandling local talent Musa. Uh, Musa was on dark, of course, uh, but it was a 100% squash match, and it felt right to have this sort of a squash match. You know, you you uh, uh, to build a monster heel, first you have to make the talent look competent, like they did on dark. You know, um, even though we never thought they were going to beat the best friends, they did get some effort in. They got some moves in here and there. Uh, they come to this, and, uh, and Wardlow just destroys him. Hits the, I think he calls it the F10, which is the spinning F5, um, and, and gets the win. It was, it was a good match, uh, but it was a squash match 100% all the way. Um, next on deck, the Bubbly Bunch. This week's segment was wonderful. Um, it played off last week's segment where... They uh, were talking about um, the Flim Flam Challenge, their parody of TikTok uh, dance challenges. And uh, last week, they decided that Sammy Guevara won the Flim Flam Challenge, but this week they're all arguing as to whether or not he actually won the Flim Flam Challenge. Um, and so they decide that they are going to uh, uh, figure it all out with a Manitoba Melee. This was a virtual fight over video call. And there's a lot to unpack in this. There is a whole lot going on. So it starts off with Ortiz headbutting, air quotes, headbutting uh, the phone, but it hits Guevara. He then does this um, like backflip cartwheel into uh, a um, uh, punch that goes through the phone to hit Jake Hager. Jake Hager. Uh, then does a, a kick to Santana. Santana hits his, he takes his shoe off and hits Peter Avalon. Peter Avalon uh, then comes up and uses his book to hit Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy swings out and then swings back and then delivers a chop to Sonny Kiss. Sonny Kiss mule kicks through the phone to Luther. Luther then kicks. Hockey great and father of Jericho, Ted Irvine. 
Ted Irvine then hockey sticks Lou Ferrigno, who teases hulking up before grabbing a taser and tasing Slipknot lead Corey Taylor, who then punches rock legend Duff McKeegan, who then kicks Jay from Jay and Silent Bob uh, through the phone, who then punches Silent Bob, who then headbutts Gabriel Fluffy Iglesias, who then grabs a tequila bottle and smashes it over Brad Williams, who then worms and punches comedian Ryan Niemeyer, who then headbutts Virgil, or I mean Soul Train Jones. Jones then trash cans James Garretson, who then punches Vicky Guerrero in the face. And it ends, of course, the melee ends with Vicky Guerrero saying, Are you serious? Are you serious? Then it cuts back to Jericho calling it the best Manitoba melee ever. And I agree, although as far as I know, it's the only Manitoba melee ever. So it's a kind of low bar. But this, this alone is worth the two hours for Dynamite. If you, uh, if you didn't get a chance to watch Dynamite and you're thinking about it, watch it, if only for this segment. If you can't invest all that time, go to Twitter. I think Chris Jericho posted it on his Twitter, just the Manitoba Melee. But it is it is absolutely hilarious. It is awesome. The amount of people they were able to, to just tie in there was gold, right? Um, so we go back to the ring, uh, and it's Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian versus the best friends. Uh, in a no DQ, no countout match that was pure, absolute insanity. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a bloody match. Uh, they didn't they didn't juice or, or any of that. But I mean, there was just pretty much anything went in this. There were chair shots. There were uh, I mean, pretty much anything. Uh, I'm not even going to bother with a play-by-play for it because it would have been, uh, it would have been just insanity. So watch it if you like insanity. Crazy stuff happening. Uh, best friends do get the win after Chucky D hits the awful waffle, which is kind of an inverted pile driver, uh, not inverted, but a, uh, face out pile driver, uh, on a chair, uh, and then, uh, on Jimmy Havoc for the pin. Um, We move on. Uh, Britt Baker gets a great segment at her dental office where she uh, shows off all of the stuff at her dental office, talks about this and that, uh, introduces her to uh, us to her makeup artist and former Impact wrestler Rebel, although she keeps calling her Reba, uh, which is is gold there. Um, It goes back and forth on this where she uh, is talking about all of the great stuff. Uh, that important for her, her ends up talking about her rules for being a role model. And uh, rule number two was not everyone can be a role model. And that things that are not okay, glasses wear, fat people, people with snaggle tooths. Um, and for each of those things, she shows pictures of Tony Schiavone on each of those things about how that's not okay and you can't be a role model with this. Um, to be honest, Britt Baker, these sorts of vignettes help Britt Baker so much more than just giving her a mic did. Uh, She is growing as a heel in this, and she's really embracing it. Um, There's even a segment where uh, Reba, I mean Rebel, uh, was talking about how hard it was to work 
for Britt Baker, and then Britt Baker pulls her aside and gives her kind of a talking to, uh, and then she comes back and in a very fake smile talks all sorts of great stuff about Britt Baker. It was really good stuff. Um, great heel work overall, uh, so also worth worth watching. Uh, back to the ring, Sean Spears beats local talent, a guy named Baron Black, who, um, to be perfectly honest, got, got some licks in, but really, it, this was another one of those matches where we knew Sean Spears was going to win the whole time, and sure enough, Sean Spears ended up winning with a sharpshooter. Um, I love Sean Spears. I'm going to nitpick a little bit here, but I, I've talked about it before. I hate when people do the sharpshooter with the wrong or wrong leg hooked, right? Um, and so go back and watch the classic uh, Bret Hart matches. Watch Sting do it, and they always lock a specific leg. One leg ends up going across, kind of across their belly, and the other leg is the one they hook. And so many people, including Natalia, hook the sharpshooter wrong, and it bugs the crap out of me. And I'm the nitpick for it, and I know D.A. Fabe is going to call me out for nitpicking next time we talk about it. But it just bugs me so much, so much. But anyway, Sean Spears looked strong against the local talent. Uh, and that's what it was designed to, kind of help rebuild Sean Spears a bit. Um, we go on to Marco versus Brody Lee. Uh, Marco gets some offense in, but this is really designed as a squash to build Brody up. Uh, you know, Brody basically had an answer for everything Marco was able to do. Marco still looks strong because uh, he wasn't afraid of Brody. He he looks like the the underdog who never backs down from a fight, the little chihuahua that uh, will go up to the meanest dog out, out there. But Brody Lee just kind of destroys him in the end. Uh, we move on to a... Um, a segment with John Moxley from uh, Las Vegas, where he lives, uh, talking about how um, things are tough now, but things will be better soon. Uh, so just hang in there. Make sure to check on your neighbors, support local businesses, and call your grandmother. Um, it was a it was a good little segment here. It it was the first one in a while that made John Moxley look like a person. Sometimes uh, they've got this habit of trying to make John Moxley just look like the crazy guy, but this made him look like a guy who's just got different priorities than most. Uh, but it was a good match, a uh, match segment, good segment there, um, uh, fun stuff there. And then finally, we are ready for the main event of the evening: Dustin Rhodes versus Lance Archer. Um, this was a good back and forth brawl. The best way to describe it is a brawl. This was a Haas battle, two big guys beating each other up. Um, Dustin looked strong, uh, to start off. It allowed Dustin to look strong and hit some really big moves on it. Uh, but it led to a point where Archer busted him open and that that was able to, uh, let Archer take control um, there's a point in it where Archer slams Dustin's head into the turnbuckle multiple times. He pulled the turnbuckle pad off so right into the metal there. Uh, and then it actually ends with Archer slamming his head on the mat multiple times while he's just bleeding before finally holding him down by his head and getting the pin. Um, so this is setting up Archer versus Cody at double or nothing for the TNT title. And let's be honest, neither of the semifinal matches were surprises in their their um, content or their victories, um, but they were both 
uh, designed to set up a storyline, and and they so they had a little bit of suspense, but they set up the storyline very very well. We knew that they were uh, leading to Cody versus Lance. The moment that Lance Archer came and called out Cody, and Cody's response was, "No, you got to start at the bottom. You haven't beat anyone yet." And then they set up this tournament to have Lance Archer just beat people. Um, and then, of course, in the semifinals, having, having him beat up on Cody's brother uh, and viciously beat him up at the end, it really sets the story up very well. Uh, overall, I, I was really impressed with AEW this week. Uh, it was uh, Tony Khan last week, uh, thanked all the fans who tuned in for last week's Dynamite and said make sure to tune in next week. It, it's going to be the best pro wrestling uh, episode in a long time or something like that. I can't remember his exact words, but he definitely delivered on it. Um, this was this was a great, great paper, uh, not pay-per-view, but a great episode. Um, so I'm giving it nine citations out of 10. It, it was down near perfect. About the only thing holding it back is knowing how much better this could have been with a live audience. I, yeah, that's out of their control. There's not much they can do about that. And so they did the best that they could with what they had but uh overall i mean great matches great segments the bubbly bunch was awesome uh you know definitely worth watching um if you have it dvr and haven't watched it yet watch it if you uh watched it already once watch it again there's so much sun pack the bubbly bunch in and of itself is just tons of fun i probably watched it three or four times since then so so, so that is my review of AEW for the week. All in all, 9 out of 10 citations, a phenomenal night of pro wrestling content. Um, so yeah, uh, don't forget to tweet at us what you thought of AEW this week. Let me know, was I wrong? Am I, am I just being an AEW mark? I'm sure there's some people out there who will think so. Um, but let me know. Um, and while you're tweeting... Uh, your response, make sure to tweet a link to this episode for our Tweet to Win contest. You can win not one, but two shirts. One of our shirts from shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU. That is a mouthful, but it's it's uh, great. We got a couple different designs up right now, and we're adding new designs all the time. Um, and you can also, uh, out of that, you'll win a shirt of your choice from Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, this is the, came to me as, a, as an idea of a way to try to help support some of the wrestlers who got either let go by WWE this last couple weeks or some of the wrestlers who found that their jobs disappeared when live events stopped happening. There are literally hundreds of wrestlers on pro wrestling tees. So if you're a fan of pro wrestling in almost any way um, uh, outside of WWE, you can probably find a shirt there on pro wrestling tees. So a great way for you to Win yourself a t-shirt at no cost to you is tweet out a link to this episode. Tweet out links to all of our episodes. Just make sure you use that hashtag raw and order WBU and you'll be entered to win two t-shirts. Um, and, you know, if this contest is successful, we'll probably continue it next week. So, but yeah, nine out of 10 citations for AEW this week. Um, I kind of rushed through uh, this review like I say, I'm recording it at my job, so I don't have a ton of time for it. But seriously, watch it. Uh, it was a great episode. 
very, very well worth it. Um, I'm going home tonight to watch NXT. I heard good things about it as well. Um, you'll be getting the NXT review from DA Fabe um, in a bit as well. But but yeah, no. Uh, outside of main product WWE, it's still a great time to be a wrestling fan. So nine out of ten citations for AEW this week. Um, and tune in for our NXT review and then our SmackDown review and then our regular episodes again next week. Thank you all for listening and you have a great night. Bye.